I'm Jordan. And I'm Donnie. And this is a podcast about the stuff in our New York City apartment. How we find it. Where we put it. And why we're into it. Welcome to Apartment 26. Did we already say that the couch is broken? I don't know. The couch is broken. The couch is broken, and something needs to be done, because if you sit on one side of it, you get a spring, like, right in your butt. Yeah. Yeah, it had a, uh, well, I was gonna say it had a hard quarantine time, but honestly, it was, like, kinda getting old, and then just, like, being home on it pretty consistently did it in. Yeah, it was on its way. And then we sat on it every day, all day, for a whole year. Yeah. <laughs> and that just did not go well. So yeah, it, uh, it's pretty dead. So, I don't even know where to start with this. This is kind of going to be a big one, even though it's part one. Uh... I feel like we have to start at the very beginning of purchasing this couch. Wow. And we've talked about this before, so I'll do the abbreviated version. But it took us like Speed three read. months after we moved into this apartment to buy a couch. I guess that's true. I mean, I... My, my recollection, you do yours, I do mine. Okay. So, um, at first, when we first moved into this apartment, um, the living room is actually pretty large for, like, the size of apartment we have. I don't know. Or, like, yeah, I think so. people say this apartment is small, but actually I find the living room to be quite large. And I was going to buy, like, a hundred inch couch mm. um, off Wayfair, Probably. I think. We were pretty hype on Wayfair for a minute. I bought that dresser off there. That's true. Um, and the only thing, actually, that stopped me was that BuzzFeed put it on a list and it sold out. Womp womp. Um, but during that period of time, I completely rethought that situation. It was like, actually, if I buy a 100-inch couch, we're really going to... Like, it will have to go on this specific wall. And we're going to, like, paint ourselves into a corner here. Right. Um, and so I started looking more at love seats and I have this thing about couches where I don't like when they look schlumpy, Mm. by which I mean like no one is sitting in them, but you just sort of like can imagine that someone has sat in them when you look at them. Mm. Um, I like everything to be very taut about a couch. So I really prefer a bench seat. Um, if I can get it, I want like a a one cushion back as well. Um, and it was just so hard to find something like that. And I showed you this couch that we have the first time. It's from World Market and they don't sell it anymore, which will become relevant later. <laughs> um, mark that. Um, and you didn't like it because it's green. And so I kept looking and I kept looking and I kept looking. And like a month later, I was like, are you sure you don't like this couch? Because... Um, we should buy this couch. And I, either you capitulated or you forgot that you had seen it the first time. And <laughs> so we bought that couch. Yeah. Could have been a little both. Um, my recollection of it, I don't remember all the, the searching too, too well. I remember agreeing to the couch because I was in Pittsfield and contemplating it. Ooh, because it was on sale. I got it on a 4th of July sale. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember thinking that the price was really good. It was $500. Yeah. And the sale was such that, like, it basically just canceled out the shipping. Yeah. So I was like, you know, this seems like the best deal. And 
I honestly like financials is mainly why I agreed. I did. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The first time around, I think the green was kind of jarring to me. I, I don't know. It was when we first moved in together. I didn't have like a ton of color in the spaces I was in. I had some art, but even all the art I had, and honestly, the art that is like still mine, with the exception of some stuff I've gotten from students and uh, like projects, is is pretty like dark in tone. And this mm-hmm. struck me as very bright. But I think the, the combination of the deal and just like deciding to try something new, I just said like, yeah, like you know, let's do it. Plus, like, yeah, at this point, it had been three, maybe even four months that we've been like, <laughs> been like without without a couch which was pretty fine because just the two of us but was getting kind of old um so i was like you know what, let's just let's do it yeah we were sitting in bed a lot which i love but donnie hates yeah especially eating in bed donnie cannot with eating in bed do not like it so <laughs> that was probably it honestly as you were like i will not do that anymore yeah we can have a green couch yeah yeah probably um, I don't remember entirely my thought. I remember thinking it was a deal and that for what we had been looking at, it made the most sense at the time. And it turned out to be a great couch. I also uh, largely prefer very taut couches. <laughs> I think that is a funny description. But I prefer that to like most things. I like, like firm mattresses, firm like couches. I just like, I don't know. I think it helps with like my posture, my back. I like it. I'm into it. So I knew like like fabric style so to speak wise it was what i wanted even if at the time the color was like a little much for me mm. um so i knew i would be comfortable on it so there was also that and i was like let's do it so we did it and it turned out to be a very great couch yeah i love that couch very much it's not a piece of masterful engineering no so it's not surprising to me that after five years it has bit the dust yeah <laughs> um however I don't really, like, blame it because, again, it was sort of, like, a, a time in which it was being overused. Like, yeah, definitely overused. Overstressed. Um, overstressed. <laughs> Weren't we all? <laughs> so it sort of became a thing of, like, okay, are we going to try to salvage this couch, which was a good couch but is not, like, an investment piece? <laughs> Or are we just going to get a new couch? Um, And so I started my search again, having sort of forgotten how many couches I looked at the first time. Yeah. Um, And it turns out that the bench seat is not particularly popular among couches. And if it is, that shit is tufted. Mm. And we discussed tufting in the episode with the bench DIY, so we know how I feel about that. Yeah. Um, so sort of quickly, I realized that my options were, well, I was looking for secondhand couches as well, which is sort of like, I was looking on app deco and I was looking on cherish. Um, but I was trying to keep it like under a thousand because that was sort of my idea of what reupholstering the couch would cost. Right. And so... I was looking there and I found like a couple things, but again, I was just getting that feeling of like, oh, all of these couches have been sat on, which is true, (laughs) but it's like, I don't want it to look like that, you know? Um, And so like, there's no use in me spending a thousand dollars on a used couch and then another thousand dollars to get it reupholstered, right? Like I already have a used couch that needs to be reupholstered. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And then we entertained the idea of getting a new couch because the couch we have is not worth really investing a thousand dollars into. Right. Um, you know, like it's not an antique. It's not a piece of like, um, like woodworking majesty, you know? Um, Some Pennsylvania Dutch woodwork furniture. Yeah. It's, it's from world market. Um, so I found a couch from interior define that I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, and an influencer has one. I think it's Reserve Home who has one. I think I saw an Instagram ad. Um, that one was $1,800. And I just feel like I'm not really in a place to have an $1,800 couch. Yeah, it's too much. Um, and then I found a place called Sabai Design, which is a sustainable furniture company based here but their furniture is made in north carolina and i actually ordered fabric samples from them which i haven't received which is a funny situation i think it might take five weeks weird yeah anyways um so we were like really looking into getting this couch but also interior define at least has a showroom here where we could go sit on the couch Mm -hmm. whereas sabai does not so their love seat was 900 dollars, which i thought was a pretty good price um, but we wouldn't get to sit on it and they don't have a like trial period, which was kind of surprising to me. Cause I feel like these millennial sustainability furniture companies usually do. Mm. I don't know how you return a couch if you don't like it, but, um, I, I was a little skeptical that we like, weren't going to get to try the couch at all, that we were just going to have to like buy it. Right. Um, so after searching our souls for a minute, I think I decided that I wanted to save our couch. Yeah, well, I've been doing it too. More from like, a, I don't know, I guess I'll be buying. So in the search process, um, the thought of saving the couch had been also on the table for the whole search. Yes. Um, and it had been this debate of like it being... I mean, like, it is all pretty fucking relative, but, like, slightly more sustainable to right. to preserve it. Um, though it certainly isn't a sustainably made couch by any stretch of the imagination. No. Um, but is it worth investing, for, like, a serious amount of dollars <laughs> into the fucking world market couch? Or is it worth just buying a new couch, right? This was, this was the rub, so to speak. Uh, but also, like, there's something to be said for... If it's broke, just fix it. <laughs> right? Because, like, we know we like this couch. The couch fits the apartment. It's been, like... I mean, it held up for five years. And honestly, probably would have held up for another two or three if it was just a normal life use of, yeah. like, sitting on it in the evenings to eat dinner and chill out. And, like, maybe sometimes sitting on it over the weekends or maybe not because we be able to have a life because it's <laughs> not a raging pandemic. <laughs> um, so... Like, it probably would have held up, I bet, another two years at least, maybe three, and if it wasn't just, like, destroyed by constant use. So it was, like, really a pretty good couch and, like, done done up properly, like, reupholstered properly because there was also the thought of, uh, well, not not a thought for me, but people were asking Jordan why she didn't just reupholster it herself. <laughs> um, even I asked her because I was like, maybe it'd be, like, an interesting project. But then Jordan brought the point that, like, probably just wouldn't look good and also might not, like, be soundly done because it'd be such a 
massive professional undertaking as opposed to just the bench and i'll let you speak more to that if you want um but having it actually professionally reupholstered like the gouge itself the frame of it and like the body of it i guess the chassis kind of (laughs) maybe um i mean it'll probably hold up for another long while yeah so um a few people did ask me why i didn't do it myself because they know that i've done things like reupholster benches or stools or things like that and in that case you're basically just removing the like rectangular seat from something wrapping it like a christmas present and like reattaching it um which is definitely something you can do yourself mm-hmm. upholsterers like professional upholsterers are artisans in the way that furniture makers are artisans mm-hmm. like there is a definite skill to it and there is a geometry to it um and i mean like we've talked a lot on this podcast about how i don't sew in the way that like sewers sew Mm -hmm. um and so they just know more about fabric and about like manipulating fabric and finishing a project in a really professional way um that i just don't know anything about so it's not to say that i couldn't try certainly and (laughs) if i had all the time and money in the world and we had another couch to sit on like sure um but there was a definite chance that i would spend hundreds of dollars on fabric and like hours and hours and hours of my time and it was gonna look like shit anyway and we weren't gonna want to sit on the couch right um and i think for this project i would rather pay someone to do a really professional job and then we get to sit on our couch for another like five to ten years yeah um however i would i have looked into before and definitely still would take an upholstery class because i think it would be really fun and also if i could upholster think of all the crazy furniture we could buy and like save Mm. um but that is just not in my skill set right now fair fair so we decided to reupholster it professionally Um, and Jordan started the process of asking for quotes. Yeah. So I had in my mind that this was going to cost about a thousand dollars. I found out that Donnie had in his mind that it was going to cost like 300. Yeah. No, uh, (laughs) no sense of scale when it comes to artisan projects. I think that's why also when I was like, do you want to buy an $1,800 couch? You were like, absolutely the fuck not. (laughs) (laughs) But then I was like, no, but this couch is going to cost us at least a thousand anyway. Um, So I got a lot of quotes, mostly off of Yelp, because I'm not usually in the market for this sort of thing. So it's not like I know people (laughs) Um, ranging from like a thousand to sixteen hundred dollars just for the labor, Mm -hmm. because I was asking all of my quotes, like, how much fabric do you want me to provide? I'm going to be providing my own fabric because I didn't want to sort of be pigeonholed into, I'm sure that all upholsters have a lot of fabric at their disposal, but like, I wanted to source that myself. Right. Um, And so that was sort of shocking. A lot of dollars. Um, But again, we were sort of like, we're just going to put the money into this couch that we already have. Um, I'm not going to say yet who we went with because it's not, the couch hasn't been picked up. So we're not like sure what's going to happen going forward. Um, but basically we picked the cheapest quote. Yeah. Um, but also like 
I don't know. I I went off vibe sort of too. Like one person was very pushy about getting me to buy their fabric and like wouldn't tell me how much fabric they needed until mm. I came to see theirs and like I didn't want that. Yeah, bad news. Um, I I think we're going with someone who upfront offered to come pick it up and drop it off for a fee, which like was very necessary for us because otherwise uh, I would have to put it in a lift and that would be like a whole thing. Yeah. I would do it, but it would not be cute. Um, or get it like professionally shipped somehow, which also seems wild. Yeah, I mean, wildly expensive. Not really wild. It'd be like fairly easy process to set up, probably. But most of them are in Brooklyn, so it's like mm. it's not going very far. Um, I also got a quote. There's sort of like this millennial company that does like various fabric goods. Like you can get custom pillows from them or you can, um, they have an upholster on site and I heard about them on a podcast and I got a quote from them and it wasn't the highest quote, but it was higher than the one we're going with. So, um, there are lots of options out there and I think any of them would probably like be good. Obviously I like picked everyone who had five stars on Yelp like no one has three yeah. stars on Yelp like um and good reviews and stuff went by Yelp and vibes yeah I mean that's sort of all you have sometimes you know like um should be uh that'll be the subtitle of this episode couch part one Yelp and vibes <laughs> um so yeah I I feel pretty good about that and then we were told it was interesting how different people quoted the fabric and mm. obviously they haven't experienced the couch i sent them a picture and i sent them dimensions yeah um and the good thing so this couch is no longer sold which i said but world market is basically selling the same couch with uglier fabric mm-hmm. and channeling on the back cushions mm. what is channeling i don't um so Tufting is when you have, like, buttons right. in set, right? So channeling... Jordan is currently poking the air as if there are buttons to press it. Yeah. Very endearing. Um, channeling is Tufting's, like, younger cousin, wow. where you have, rather than buttons, it's just, like, strips of mm. inset. So it sort of looks like they're mini pillows in the back. Mm. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah. And I remember it now, too. He's showing it to me. Channeling is actually pretty in now, too. Like, a lot of people are doing DIY channeled headboards. Oh. Um, and it's not a look that I hate. It's just specifically this couch is particularly ugly. <laughs> um, and also, I'm never going to clean channeling either. Mm. Like, um, But it has exactly the same dimensions as our couch. So I was able to pull the dimensions from the World Market website nice. and give them, like, a lot of specifics. Not only, like, the with height depth but like the dimensions of the back the dimensions of the arms specifically so that they could kind of like get an idea of how big the whole thing was going to be but it was interesting that people were quoting us between 10 and 14 yards of fabric and like it's not a huge amount but it is 12 feet of fabric yeah (laughs) you know um so i ended up buying 14 because that's what this person quoted me and hopefully if we have like a usable amount left over they'll just give it back yeah um because i mean they don't want it yeah so um then it became about finding fabric Mm -hmm. which was i don't know if shockingly expensive is what i want to say because i definitely know that there's a difference between the price of upholstery fabric and the price of other types of fabric like if you're doing clothing or if you're doing quilts or even like 
draperies can use a lighter fabric than an upholstery fabric. Um, but obviously you need an upholstery fabric to like hold up to people's butts being on it all the time. Hmm. And that shoe was expensive. Um, we did a lot of sampling too before we settled on the one. Definitely. Because I, I'm pretty good at buying things off the internet. I will say, <laughs> you know, like looking at something and be like, Oh, this is what I want or not. Um, like I bought the bench fabric off the internet without a sample because whatever it's right. navy. However, the couch is like, it's not the biggest thing in the living room, but it's sort of like the biggest color in the living room. And it's a lot of solid color. And the way we have the living room set up, it's like the couch is sort of the focal point. Right. Um, and we were about to spend a lot of money and I didn't want it to be ugly. Many dollars. <laughs> so it took me a while to find a place because it's also like I don't source upholstery fabric that often. So it's not like I had a Rolodex of people who I'm like, oh, this is who I go to. Wow. I really love the word Rolodex as a side note. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah um, I think it's very fun and very specific. Um, I looked on some blogs for people who had done upholstery projects and who they had used. And mm. actually like a surprising number of people were saying Joann's, um, which makes a lot of sense if you have access to a Joann's. However, I went on Joanne's website and I did look at like a thousand upholstery fabrics and they were all very not what we wanted. Hmm. Um, I sort of Googled like top places to find upholstery fabric and that's where our first set of samples came from. I actually, it took me a while to remember that we have a fabric store down the street because I never go there for anything, but I went there one day. Um, so I was all over the place. Yeah. And then it finally occurred to me that I could look on Etsy, and I don't know why I didn't do that before. Um, I guess I, like, didn't know what sort of quality I would find on Etsy, because it is sort of like a craft place and not, like, a furniture, like, yeah. source. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I feel like, I feel that way about Etsy, too. Like, I just, um, this is a bit of a side note, but, uh... Sorry, what am I trying to say? Now I got it. My, your mojo was off for the last one. Then my mojo was <laughs> off for this. Something, something in the air. Uh, I, used to talk, I think of Etsy as like a finished pro- project place, not like a place to source materials. Like for even like a digital a little film project I just finished up, I I was trying to find uh, like some vector art to use. And one of the top hits, I ended up going with something else because I found like a license free. Uh, but one of the top hits was Etsy. And there mm. was just like, all vector art for like 99 cents that people were selling and i was like oh oh yeah and it's like same thing with fabric it's like you can get pieces of things you need for projects from etsy but i feel like and i think probably part of it is like etsy's branding too i feel like etsy is really pushing like finished crafts you know like artisans selling stuff but there's tons of like pieces for projects you can also buy there because of course people are like selling that right because if you are doing a craft like need that stuff and it is also still artisan in some way to like have and sell fabric or like uh for like digital projects to have and sell the digital resources um but it's really easy to forget yeah and i also like i have a vague idea of what upholstery fabric is supposed to be but i was sort of going to these like upholstery fabric places because i was like oh clearly i will get upholstery fabric from them versus like etsy where it's like oh, now I have to judge the quality of the fabric as well, and I don't 
feel as qualified to do that. Mm. But I googled vaguely, like, there are all of these, like, numbers and letters associated with fabric, and so I sort of googled, like, which ones are in the upholstery fabric range. Nice. Um, and so that's what we're working with. Uh, so yeah, I ordered a bunch of samples from a bunch of places, Etsy, um, upholstery fabric houses? Stores? I don't know. I don't know. A lot of places were called, like, House of Fabric, or, like, uh, varieties thereof. Um... <laughs> Yeah, um, because I was tr- I was trying to get it under twenty dollars a yard, which is significantly cheaper than a lot of upholstery fabrics. Like there are places selling. We were also looking specifically for velvet because I refuse to sit on stuff that isn't soft. <laughs> um, and they're we a little bougie, a little bougie. <laughs> there are places selling upholstery fabric for like eighty dollars a yard. Yeah, you know. Um, so I was being cheap. I was trying to do this like at sort of a reasonable cost because we were already spending about a thousand dollars for the labor and um yeah that's it that's the whole story is like i had a second tier of samples i was going to order if we didn't like any of these that were like between 20 and 30 dollars a yard right um and you were very much like let's just see what this looks like before we go because like the samples weren't free either um yeah, I thought it was necessary to experiment a bit first. I think it's one of the things, and at this point in the project, we had done, like, honestly, probably at least a month or so of, like, couch searching, then, like, quote searching to find someone. So at this point, is like, you know, we've been down so many rabbit holes. Let's, like, <laughs> let's at least get started. Let's, like, get something we can touch and feel and see and, like, engage our senses a bit here. <laughs> The weird thing about it also was that for some reason I was unable to imagine the couch in any other color. Mm. Like, I feel like the way that we have built the living room is very much around the idea that the couch is green. And so I was really sort of just looking for a fabric that most closely matched what's on the couch currently, which is sort of like a, I would say it's between emerald and peacock. But wow. like more toward Those the green. Such specific colors. I love that. Well, there are a lot of velvets called peacock yeah and i ordered a lot of them and as you saw they all skewed vaguely blue but like not in a cute way for some reason yeah which is interesting because peacocks do that like deep green like clearly they have some blue on them but they also have that like very deep green in their feather line too um and i wasn't opposed to blue um Uh, There were a lot of navy options obviously yeah but to me blue and navy are very neutral and I don't feel like that room needs another neutral. Like, it's literally painted taupe. Right. Um, so I really wanted, like, and also there were a lot of grays, and we all know I love gray, but, like, again, I didn't want I didn't want the couch to, like, be the color of the wall. Yeah, you did find, there was, like, a really sexy gray couch that you found that we were, was yes. that the $1,800 one, or is that? No. So the $1,800 one, we could have picked the upholstery, and we... We're looking at various different colors. I think it was a used couch that I found that yeah. was gray that was very nice, but it was, it was like... a good one. Yeah. Um, Someone should give that couch a very happy home. It just wasn't going to work for our space for a number of reasons. The color being one. I think it was a little big, too, as I, I recall. it was too big, yeah. Um, but it was, good. it was a good one. Uh, but back to this one. Yeah, so we got some different samples. Yeah, we did get a lot of ones that were more blue. But then we... We got one that we liked. And honestly, this company was cool because they sent like a whole uh, easel of 
fabrics, basically. Yeah, their options for buying samples was basically just to buy a sheet of every sample, or, like, samples of every color of velvet they had. Yeah. So they just sent you, like, a piece of paper with the with all of the colors glued to it, which was kind of nice, because that way we didn't have to, like, pick. Yeah, the con was that they weren't very big. Yeah. So it was nice for the larger pieces of fabric to kind of put it over like a, a quarter of the arm and be able to really get a sense for it. This, I mean, they were like probably two inch by two inch things, if even. Yeah, they were literally fabric. swatches. Yeah. But you got to see everything, which was, I, I liked that. And being like, oh, like, this is really something I can visualize now. I, I feel like uh, my individual difference is that I kind of need something like that to be like, oh, this color applied here, mm. you know, <laughs> like. Like Photoshop style, little like dropper, you know. <laughs> like I need, <laughs> I need that in my brain to like really be like, oh, that's what that would be like. So that was really helpful to me to see. It was also nice because like we tossed the yellow on there and we tossed the coral on there, and like those weren't really um, things that I was considering when I was buying other swatches. But it was like, oh, these are also colors that are pretty in right now. Let's see if any of that is going to be interesting to us. Yeah, and the coral was cool. We thought about that for a hot minute yeah but then decided on seafoam <laughs> yeah so it's actually it's called loden oh, um not seafoam. well okay so i was calling it seafoam because like when you look at it it that's what the color reminds me of mm. it's like a it's a paler green and it's actually like a green gray um but I was freaking out about it for a little bit, I think because I was calling it seafoam, and like seafoam was in in a very design on a dime way, and I yeah. was like, am I going to spend $1,000 on this couch and look like it came from design on a dime? <laughs> um, because that is it's not... It's my life, early 2000s, HGTV. Yeah, like that's not the vibe. <laughs> um, but I actually, I had ordered a lot of samples that were called Loden, actually, and all of them were, like, pretty ugly, except for this one. Isn't Loden a berry? Is that where it is? Those, like, 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 like a juniper berry? I think you're thinking of lingonberries. Oh, I am thinking of that. Um, Where does that word come from, then? Loden is a word that means, like, green gray, Ah, for some reason. Also, like, a type of sweater, like an Irish sweater. Really? Yeah. Like the ones I have? Um, I don't know. We can look it up again, but I looked it up and it was like weird British sweaters slash also green gray. I wonder, because that one sweater I have is kind of a green gray. I wonder Mm. if it's like a specific dye, maybe? Hmm. Got some research to do. Y'all should do your research too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I think like thinking about it like that also helps me because like green gray is a color that we definitely would would like. Yeah. Yeah. it was nice also to hold the swatch up like against the wall and against the curtains yeah, and yeah, against yeah. the um, carpet to like see how it was playing off of that because again I didn't want it to blend directly into the wall and be weird. Um, but interestingly, like when you hold it up against the taupe, it gets much greener versus like when you're holding it against the carpet. So like there was a lot going on. Yeah, and I'm pleased with it. I think it was this one was like eleven dollars a yard also hmm. so i was pretty stoked on that who's it i don't know if we've said the company yet um premier table linens wow so i think actually they're a company that does like event linens hmm. um and they just happen because they have huge bolts of fabric they'll just sell yardage to Why you not? for whatever purpose yeah. so like you could buy this fabric to do like drapery installations at your wedding 
and we're just like happening to upholster our couch on it which again is why it was important to me to like look up all of those like numbers and letters yeah, yeah, yeah. to make sure that it was going to be like thick enough and durable enough for a, an upholstery situation and i think i did okay but i mean we're about to find out <laughs> <You're learning. laughs> that's cool i didn't realize that was the case i don't know if you told me or if at this point because we had ordered like three three yeah so it was hard for me to keep track of what was coming from where yeah there were a couple other um companies that just like the color range just wasn't doing it for me and what i actually liked about premier table linens as well i think probably because they were an events company they had a lot of like hip colors yeah um that yeah that made sense to me so i was a little i was a little afraid because they were like an events company and not an upholstery company but i think it worked out maybe yeah, well, we have 14 yards of load-in uh, upholstery velvet now on the floor, so... Yeah, well, I'd say the fabric piece of it worked out. We got to do the upholstery. Like, I think yeah. I think it's really pretty. I think it's going to look really nice on there. So I think that did work out, and I just got to get it on there. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of Apartment 26. For more info on the stuff we talk about on this episode, check out the show notes linked below. And follow us on Instagram at apt26podcast. See you next time.